I know, I know, Christmas is over, but we still have gifts for you, that's right, and it's not just leftover Christmas cakes. No, we have looked back over the year 2021 and found an amazing message for you. Amazing? That's exactly right. It's the most popular, it's the one everyone watched, and we're gonna replay it for you right now so that you can have something on this day to enjoy with your family and to all of our friends that are out of town. So, Merry Christmas once again, even though we're a day after. Happy New Year, it's coming up, but enjoy the message, stay positive. Mmm, feel good. <laughs> When your car is broken too There's only one thing you want to do Open your mouth and let it spew But I am telling you Stay positive Come on, come on, man. Let's stay positive this morning. Give me a little love. Come on. Come on, man. Y'all, no, no, that wasn't that good. Come on, give me a little, little more love. That sounded way better, man. Hey, listen, this is the thing, man. I am so thankful that you are watching today, that you're in the room, because I believe that this little series, as we go through January, can help all of us. And we got to start with Happy New Year 2021. Come on, get a little love on that right there. There is nothing quite like seeing that 2021 right there. Let's put it on the big screen for them so that they can look at that right there. Man, there's something that looks good about that, don't it? When you finally get to 2021 after 2020, man, you need a little encouragement. You need a little hope. And I'm telling you, you're going to get it today. There's no doubt. It is all about setting some goals for 2021. And I'm going to be very honest when I say this. I am not an expert on what I'm about to talk about and what this series will cover over the next four or five weeks. I am just trying to be better. So I hope as you're watching, you can relate to that and go, man, okay, this guy's not trying to tell me he's got it all together because I don't. I am just trying to set some goals for my life and being more positive is one of those goals. And this is the main reason why I think all of us can relate to this. A negative outlook on life never ever leads to a positive Life. Can I get an amen somewhere? Let's look at this. When you have a negative outlook and you kind of go through life and all you see is what's wrong with things, man, this is not good. I can't believe this is happening. It leads to a negative life. And what I hope for and what I dream of for you and for myself is that we as believers in Christ that have a relationship with Jesus would be the most positive, encouraging people anywhere in the world, in this community, it would change the way you live your life. And I'm telling you, this is part of the problem, is many of us, I hear us, you get negative quickly, and we kind of hang on the negative. Even our conversations when we gather, it kind of moves into the negative outlook very quickly. So hopefully... This series will challenge you and open your mind up a little bit so that you can be a little more positive. That's my goal as well. Now you go, well, how are we going to do this? Well, what the scripture says is make sure that you're looking to God's word, not to anybody or anything else. For example, Romans 8, 28. You probably heard this verse before, but it says this. And we know, not we think, we're not kind of sure, but we know that in, what's that next phrase there? All things, this is very important. It doesn't matter what you're going through this morning, man. Good, bad, ugly, financial stuff, marriage stuff, relationship stuff, health stuff. In all things, God works for the, what's that word? Good of those who love him. 
Listen, I know I love them. I know that you love them. I know that you're going, man, all right, God, I, I want to trust you. I want to believe in you. I want to see good things happen. But man, when it starts going bad, my tendency is to jump to the negative. But this scripture is what you got to hold on to. Not what you think, not what other people are saying, but what does God say? And as you look in the scripture over and over again, it's not just in Romans in the New Testament. You're going to see it throughout, cover to cover, different circumstances and situations that will remind you of this truth of being positive and trusting God, even in the midst of some negative situations. Write this down. Here's another one for you. Every negative situation still holds potential to produce a positive purpose. Let's look at it again. Every negative situation that we're in, it doesn't matter whether that's as an individual, as a country, as a company, as a marriage, as a family, whatever it is, every negative situation still holds potential to produce something very positive, something that has a purpose in it that God actually allows to happen to bring something out of you or maybe out of the situation that you would have never thought would have been good. That's what Romans 8, 28 is telling us, but this is also a challenge for us to go, all right, I got to kind of hang on to that. I got to believe that. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Well, that's optimistic, Justin. I mean, you just sound very optimistic when you start talking about something good can come out of it. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because throughout Scripture, you will see that that's exactly what God is calling us to. He's asking of us as believers. The Bible shows us time and time again, but one of the best examples and one of my favorites is the guy, Joseph. If you look in Genesis, you will see his story, but this is a guy who went through negative circumstance after negative circumstance. I mean, his brother sold him into slavery. I mean, his boss lied on him, man. His boss's wife, you know, told all kind of untruths about him. I mean, he went from bad situation. He was in jail to bad situation after bad situation. But yet, in the end, God was still at work in each and every one of those circumstances. Now, I know what some of you are saying. Well, Justin, I don't need a Bible lesson today. I don't need to go back to Joseph. I need to talk about today. I'm talking about how does this apply to us today? Well, I'm glad you brought that up as well. Because I pulled together this little video for you just to remind you of a couple of things in 2020. As we look back, I want you to also notice there are some challenges, no doubt. Probably the most challenging year I've ever experienced in my life. But I can also say this, I have seen God do some really cool things. And there were some lessons that were learned that I'll never forget. And maybe this morning you need that reminder as well. This is what it looked like in 2020 and look for the good. You'll see it. Watch this. You ask me what I want this year and I try to make this kind and clear just a chance that maybe we'll find better days cause I don't need boxes wrapped in strings and desire love and empty things just a chance that maybe we'll find better days so That's what I wanted to show my son. We don't have to retaliate with anger. We retaliate with love. 
Come on, man, give it up for it. Go ahead and admit it. Go ahead and admit it. There was some good that came out of 2020. Yes, there were challenges. Yes, there were difficulties. But no doubt, God was still at work in the midst of even the tragedy, the difficulty. And this is the challenge for all of us today. Remember that. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're going through right now, and you're going, man, is God really there? Can he really help me? Is he going to get me through this? Yes, he will. Stay positive. Now, I know the challenge. When you're a pessimist, you tend to view negative events as personal and permanent. This is just the way it is. When you're one that kind of leans on the, I don't know if this is going to work out, it's always personal. It's permanent to you. I don't know if I'm ever going to get through this. I, it's me. For example, bad things always happen to me. This is never, ever going to change. You say things like that. I'll never get that job that I want. It'll never change for me. This virus is unstoppable. Didn't you hear there's a new strain? We'll never get through this. I'll have to wear a mask the rest of my life. Permanent. Personal. The world will never be safe again. We'll never get to travel. We'll never get to do anything. That's what happens when you're a pessimist. It's personal and it's permanent. But remember this. The quality of your life will never exceed the quality of your thoughts. This is why it's so important today, hopefully, to listen to this message and realize that it applies to each and every one of us. That literally what you're thinking leads to how you live your life out. Y'all may remember there was a movie not too long ago called Inside Out where one of the characters was sadness. This is what she looked like. Why? Because everything that she saw was through the lens of sadness. It's like, wah, wah. Now, if you don't remember that movie, this is one for sure. The old people recognize. Remember Eeyore? This is for sure. Could be worse. Not sure how, but it could be. 
And then if you don't remember even cartoons like that, I'm going to take you back to Saturday Night Live because here is a meme I ran across recently that brought a lot of memories back. Are you ready for this? Oh, Debbie Downer. Y'all remember this? Oh, you're happy in life? Well, let me continue to tell you how miserable I am so I can take that happiness away from you. Now, if you don't know who Debbie Downer is, you might need a little uplift today, a little laugh today. Well, here it is because I don't want you to be like this, but here's Saturday Night Live. Debbie Downer, watch this. Hi. I'm Debbie. Oh, look, guys, I just caught the bouquet. You know who else loves flowers? Honeybees. Too bad they're on their way out. anybody like that? Don't admit it. Don't look at your wife right now, right? Don't look at your husband. Keep looking straight ahead at the screen, wherever you got to do. But this is the truth. We all can be like that at times. Man, things can be going good, and all of a sudden, you bring it all down because, yeah, but did you hear this? Hey, man, I hear that there's economy's getting better. Yeah, but did you hear this? Man, I hear that we finally got vaccines. Oh, yeah, but they're slow going out. Oh, man, did you hear about this or that? And we, as a group of people, have a tendency to kind of lean towards the negative. And I understand that. I can be the same way. That is why today it is a challenge for us to go, all right, God, help me to stay positive. So what does that look like? How does it happen? I can tell you this. Being content, being satisfied, being optimistic is not a state of the affairs that you're in. It literally is a state of mind for you to get into. Because you got to know this. What consumes your mind controls your life. That is not just like, you know, mumbo jumbo. That is scripture. Proverbs eleven twenty seven. Look at this. If you search for good, you will find favor. So it's, what are you looking for? Man, if you're looking for the good, you will find favor. But if you search for evil, guess what? It's going to find you. The scripture is saying, hey, when you get your mind set on looking for the baddies, you're always going to see it. But if you can switch to, God, what are you doing? Man, let me see you working in this circumstance or situation. So ask yourself, what's consuming your thoughts right now? Is it the news? Is it your friends? Is it fear? What is it that you're walking through in your mind and go, I just don't know? Or is it God's word? Is it what he's challenging us to put our attention on is it the fact that go, God, I can trust you. I know that no matter what goes on in the world, I can trust you. So for me, I am optimistic based on, I'm not, excuse me, I'm not optimistic based on what I feel, but I am optimistic based on what God says. This is so important because you and I both know our feelings change. Man, you can feel one thing one day, you can feel something totally different the next day. So if you based how you feel Again, and on how you're going to act and how you're going to treat people, that is not going to go well. Because, man, your feelings change often. But when you go, all right, God, what do you say? What can I trust? How can I lean into this? Now, Romans 8 gives us a great example of what this really means to trust God and to lean into what he says, not into how you feel. Romans 8, for I am convinced. Now, this is very important. I don't know that you're convinced yet, but this is what I am working on. 
I am going, God, I want to be convinced. I need to know this for sure that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future. He continues to go on, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. It doesn't matter what's going on. We'll be able to do what? Separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What is he saying? Doesn't matter where I go, my God is there with me. It doesn't matter what I do, he still loves me. It doesn't matter what happens to me, my God is for me. But how do I have that confidence? Because it's not based on how I feel, it's based on what God's word says. So here's the thing, believers. This is for all of us, including the pastor. If you say that you are a believer and that you trust God and you believe in him and you want to follow him, then why in the world, when we get into the real world, do we become the most negative, condescending, bitter, argumentative people that are on this planet? Because I'm telling you, God's going, man, it's not good. This isn't a good look for me because it's almost like we say, well, we know that's what God's word says, but, and we live in that place, and then we treat people that way. We treat the people we love that way. The strangers in our community, we treat them that way with this negative pessimistic view on life and God's going man that is not very flattering and remember this the scripture keeps driving it home over and over and over again Romans 8 says this the mind governed by the flesh is death what is he saying he said man there's a battle going on in each and every one of us where you're going man am I going to live for what God says or am I going to live in what I think or what my mind says, or the way I feel. Because if you stay in this idea of being governed or led by the flesh, it leads to a dark place, even death. But the mind governed by the Spirit leads to what? Life and peace. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm weak. And I need to be reminded of this. I need to be encouraged to go, you know what, God? I don't want to live in the flesh. I want your spirit to consume me so much so that when I wake up in the morning, man, I am looking to your word. I am trying my best to fill my mind with what you say, not what I say, not what I think, not what the news says, not what somebody else says. But God, what do you say? So that when you go out into your community, you go into your workplace, man, you change what happens in that place? I know I'm weak. I get it. Me too. I'm just not there yet, Justin. Me, you got to keep praying for me. I am praying for you. I'm praying for me too. But let me give you some more encouragement. Romans 8 continues when it says this in verses 24 through 26. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. You know what God's saying right there? Like, hey, listen, I'm not done with you. This is part of the process. This is why you tuning in today is not an accident. This is why this message applies to each and every one of us. Because he is going, hey, listen, man, we're not saying we got it already. Man, I'm hoping to get there. I am trusting you to get there. And I am patiently waiting on you, God, to change me to be more like you. But it continues, it says this. In the same way, though, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Anybody else weak? I am. Is anybody else influenced by the world or by friends or by circumstances or by situations? I am. And that's why I go, all right, Jesus, help me. Help me to lean into you. Help me to trust you. Help me to know what you say and then apply it to my life. Now, I know what some of you are saying. Well, all right, I hear you, but what can I do today or what can I do tomorrow? If I'm trying to stay positive, if I'm trying to be optimistic, what do I do? Well, here's my advice. What I am working on. I try to listen to as much 
positive information as possible, including when I get in the car, I listen to different preachers, I listen to different sermons, I try to listen to anything that's encouraging, and you go, well, how do I do that? Download the Simple Church app, it's just one way that you can do that. But it is also, maybe through friends, maybe through someone that you admire, maybe through someone that you see them in a more positive place, and you go, hey man, what are you doing to stay positive? What are you doing to stay faithful in the midst of everything that's going on? And let them go, hey, here's what I do. I get up and I read a little in the morning. I look at God's Word and I put it in my life. I try to put positive things in my life. I try to listen to some good music, something that'll encourage me and keep me on task. Because here's the challenge. In the real world, the negative is always going to keep coming. And the enemy wants to knock us down. But we have an opportunity, a chance to be what this world desperately needs. And guess what? As I showed you in that video just a little while ago, even in the midst of all the challenges of 2020, we saw God working. I can look at Simple Church and say that I've seen it 100%, whether it's handing out food or whether it's loving on the nurses when they were in doctors, when they were on the front lines going through the challenges. When I think about all of the different ways that you have been available to love on police officers, to encourage people down and out, why? Because we understand that we can be a positive influence. And the more optimistic and the more positive we are, the more like Christ we become. And here's the challenge. Also, look for the positive. And even better than even looking for the positive in the community, be positive. I'll put it on the screen for you just so you can look at this already. Look for the positive. Even better, be positive. You're going to see it. You're going to find it when you look for it. If you don't, you won't. If you're always looking for negative, if you always want to be negative, if you always want to be pessimistic, it's pretty easy to find. But God is calling us. He's challenging us to go, man, fill your minds with the right thing. Man, trust me. Lean into my scripture. Lean into the truth of what I say. And I promise you, I'll lead you to a better, more positive place in your life. Oh, Justin, that sounds pretty optimistic. Philippians chapter four. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say to you, You'll do best by filling your mind with what? Meditating on what? Things that are true, things that are noble, things that are reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. It continues on. This is why I'm trying to tell you this. The best, not the worst. If you are the type of person that walks into your office and goes, did you hear this? Can you believe this? I can't believe this is happening. This is the worst thing that ever happened. It's not honoring God. You go, well, that's just kind of the way I am. I know it, but that's the flesh. This is why we're going, Jesus, I want to be more like you and less like me. And I want to focus on the best, not the worst. I want to focus on the beautiful, not the ugly. I want to focus on things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learn from me. Now listen, parents, grandparents, what are they learning from you? What does your attitude, what does your mouth, what does your life say Listen, he's what I'm saying. Hey, put into practice what you learned from me. Look to me as an example. Continues on. What you heard and saw and realized. Do that. Because what you heard and what you saw from me and you realized was true in my life, do that. And God who makes everything work together will work into his most excellent harmonies. You know what he's saying? Man, man when it comes together, it can be so beautiful. It can sound so awesome. And this is the challenge for the church. This is the challenge for believers. So instead of you being negative, instead of being pessimistic, instead of always seeing the down and the negative, it's like, no, a second, wait a second. Help me to stay positive, God. 
Help me to trust you. No matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on in my life, help me to fill my mind and meditate on what is true, what is noble, what is right, what is beautiful. God, I want to fill my mind with that. And believe it or not, it's not as hard as you would think. Because when you look around and if you're looking for it, you're going to find more positive. And every time you find something positive, I want you to go, God, I see that. And I recognize that's from you. Now, I always like to do this because I want to remind you in our modern world, well, where's the positive, Justin? Where's something I can really look into? Well, even in the news, we can find it. And one of my dear friends, and I love him to death, never met him, don't know him personally, but I love him. Mr. Steve Hartman has a way of always bringing the good to the front and helping you to focus on something that's right and that's good and that's positive, and this is a great example. Looking back to this past Christmas, I think it'll put a smile on your face as well. Watch this. For a brief moment, I felt bad for Kimberly Davis. Not because she has to clean a COVID ward. She loves her job at Houston Methodist. I felt bad for Kimberly because I lied to Kimberly. They told you I was doing a story about essential workers, right? Correct. Uh, we're not doing a story about essential workers. Truth be told, oh. I had to lie to everyone I spoke to for this story. And when they discovered my real intent... I'm sorry, I'm at, I'm at a loss. Um, most were speechless. Oh, wow. Lips a quiver, many oh. in tears. My partner in this joyful deception was an anonymous wealthy businessman known to me only as Secret Santa. <laughs> In a normal year, Secret Merry Santa Christmas. personally hands out hundreds of $100 bills to random strangers. Crazy! But this year, the novel coronavirus called for a novel sleigh ride. So he mailed packages to carefully selected essential workers across the nation. And inside that is a sealed envelope that says, do not open until instructed to do so by Steve Hartman at CBS. His targets included Ashton Dooley, a sanitation worker from Sarasota, Florida, whose brand new bride has cancer. She let me shave her head that first time. That's when I knew I wanted to marry her. Elgin Thrower, a security guard from Kansas City with a special needs son and a dream to be a police officer. In law enforcement, I can make a difference. And Danielle Dipp, a waitress from Pittsburgh, who's way behind on rent. It has been a pretty bad year. But somehow, somewhere, something's going to work out. On that note, I'd like to introduce somebody to you. Okay. Hi, this is Secret Santa. Danielle's bad year was about to get a whole lot better. Open up that sealed envelope. Okay. Everyone's bad year was about to get a whole lot better. Oh my gosh, there's money in there, you guys. In the coming weeks, Secret Santa will give away about $100,000 total to total strangers. Oh my God. And that's to help make your Christmas just a little bit better. Oh my God, I can't believe this. But of course, the money isn't the real gift here. Thank you. You know, kindness, when freely given with no expectation in return, is in fact unconditional love. And that's really what we're giving them. And what does it feel like to receive such a gift? Um, well, sometimes being speechless. I'm sorry. Says it all. Are you okay? Steve Hartman, CBS News. I'm sorry. On the road. Come on, man, give it up for that.
And that is why I love you at the Simple Church. I love the people who give. I love the people who, again, through their own just generosity, their own heart to say, man, how can I give gift cards to people in need? How can I give food to people in need? How can I give bikes to people in need? How can I be a positive reminder of the love of Christ to give someone hope? Well, it's not just at Christmas time, and it's not just in, again, these financial gifts or whether that's, you know, food that's being given. Sometimes it's a smile. Sometimes it's just a phone call. Sometimes it's a reminder that you and I have the power and the opportunity every day to be positive and point people to Jesus. Let's not miss that this week. As we go through this month, as we start 2021, let that be a resolution, a goal that we can all achieve. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you that you in your scripture gave us reminder after reminder of what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to live. And God, that is to put our hope and our faith in you, to trust you, even in the midst of all the adversity and the struggle. And that when we do that, God, we will have a positive outlook, an optimistic outlook. Even though our circumstances may not be so pretty, God, we can trust in the fact that you have us in the palm of your hand and you promise to lead us and guide us through it. If there's someone that has never trusted you, I pray today they would, that they would simply admit, man, that they have made mistakes and that they are separated from you. And God, believe that you came to this earth to live a perfect life, to die on the cross and shed your blood for us so that we can have hope and a promise of a better tomorrow. And if we'll commit ourselves to following you and trying our best to be like you, God, you promise to change our lives and change the world we live in. God, let it start with each and every one of us. Help us to be positive. In your name we pray, Jesus' name, amen. Not too bad, man. Pretty good message, and I hope it still applies to you like it does me, because I know I need to stay positive moving into 2022, just like we did in 2021. And one last thing before we move into this new year, if you'd like to make a year-end gift, we'd love to have it because you know we love to help so many people throughout the community and the world. So please consider giving as we wrap up this year and move into the next, and I can't wait to see what God does. Thanks again, and I will see you in 2022. Peace.